is going on? Episode 57 of the Media Captain Podcast. Jason Parks back here for another episode, and we have a ton of great marketing items to get through this week. Uh, before we get started, it is I'm recording this on Sunday, October 24th. That's obviously relevant just because all the marketing items that I go over for the week are, are somewhat time sensitive, so I like to just reveal the date. Um, it is a good Sunday. The New York Giants, my favorite football team, they won uh, today uh, over the Carolina Panthers. So uh, Giants don't win very often. So anytime they get a W, I'm happy about that. My wife and I, we went to Cincinnati. I live in Columbus, Ohio. So we went to a wedding. That was our first wedding, I feel like, since uh, COVID. So, you know, it was nice to get around other people. And yeah, can't, can't complain. Um, I'm excited to go into my marketing items. There's a ton to get through. Uh, on last week's podcast, I talked about you know, how it's very tough uh, losing uh, clients. And we had a couple of accounts that dropped off. But again, it's always a good time to look in the mirror uh, and try and change processes um, to try and get better. So competition, it, you know, makes you better. So does feedback from from clients or accounts, uh, as there's always room to improve there. So in the 11 marketing items for the week of October 25th, uh, let's start diving into these, and I'm excited to go through each each and every one of them. So to start, Saks Fifth Avenue spun off their rapidly growing e-commerce uh, division of their business. This was a couple months ago. In doing so, the company tripled its valuation to nearly $6 billion. So again, they spun off their e-commerce business from their brick and mortar, and then uh, people valued the company greater at that point. So yeah, they're valued at $6 billion. And um, they plan on going becoming a publicly traded company in, in Q1 of 2022. Uh, well, what happened was after their valuation increased so much, uh, it spurred activist investors of Macy's um, to recommend spinning off their own online division. And uh, this past week, that sent Macy's stock price soaring more than 17%. Um, so, I mean, there's no guarantee that this is going to happen for Macy's where they spin off their e-commerce. Uh, but what's crazy about this is that uh, it, it shows that Macy's, if you actually take what they value the e-commerce business at, it would be more valuable than the brick and mortar of, of Macy's. And obviously, they own a ton of real estate, Macy's. Uh, so that's the value they're putting on e-commerce companies. It's a trend that just shows how valuable e-commerce brands have uh, become. Um, so they are a valuable asset. So I just wanted to share that. Obviously, I own an e-commerce company with Durham Warehouse and Park Perfection. So I'm always interested in that. We work with a lot of e-commerce clients. Um, and yeah, I mean, Wall Street's taking notice of this. It's getting e-commerce is obviously getting a lot of PR and everything like that. Um, so just wanted to share that. Marketing item number two. Spanx was acquired this past week for a reported $1.2 billion. Sarah Blakely, the founder, uh, she just has a fantastic story. She didn't raise any money. She had zero debt. Um, and she started the business with just a few thousand dollars in savings. And now she sold the business for $1.2 billion. Uh, the best part of the acquisition, though, was the surprise that she gave to her 500 plus employees after the announcement. So, um, you know, she was giving a speech and she told all of her employees that they could go, that they could travel anywhere in the world and that she was going to give them a $10,000 stipend for their trip. 
Uh, and obviously, just like the reaction of this, these employees were fantastic. People were crying and they were just so excited. And for me as a business owner, I mean, that just got me super motivated to uh, see how she rewarded her entire team and the overall reaction and just like the great uh, chemistry that um, that entire team had. So that video was very uh, moving and I just wanted to share that, you know, in the weekly e email newsletter that I send out, uh, I obviously include links. So when I'm talking about this video, if you want to watch it, um, when you subscribe to the Media Captain newsletter, you'll be able to easily do that. I also, uh, if you follow Jason underscore Parks one, again, Jason underscore Parks one on Twitter, you know, a lot of these things that I'm talking about, I'm also tweeting about so you can see it in more real time. All right, moving on to marketing item number three. So Mutz & Co. is a client of the Media Captain and they sell uh, dog food and, and, and pet food and they have um, seven store locations throughout Columbus, Ohio, so throughout the different suburbs. So our goal, well, when they hired us, I guess I should say our goal, uh, us and the client, was to take this from a local business and create a national presence. How do you do that? Obviously, e-commerce. So since taking over their e-commerce marketing efforts, uh, revenue has increased 143% year over year. I was just looking at the, the e-com revenue um, in 21 versus 20, and yeah, revenue has increased 143%. So this is in large part due to Google Shopping and social media advertising. So um, to make this a little bit more clear, Mutz & Co, they have seven locations. They're selling this dog food um, out of their storefront locations. So they have a great customer base locally. And, but they have huge inventory, right? So what we do is we take this entire inventory base, we put it online via e-commerce on, on Shopify, and then we run Google Shopping ads and we start getting a lot of orders. So like I said, they have great inventory, they have great products, they know this industry super well. So we were able to take a brick and mortar, turn it into e-commerce. They're now getting online orders throughout the entire United States on a daily basis, which is awesome. And that's um, you know a perfect type of client for us. And obviously they're reaping the benefits as well. So we're happy to see that. Marketing item number four. Uh, this past week was a rough one for technology stocks. Uh, Snapchat stock, I guess they just call it Snap, uh, Snap stock fell nearly 25%. So they lost a quarter of their value after the company warned of slowing growth due to the recent changes in Apple's iOS. Um, so if you listen to this podcast, if you read our newsletter, you know that we've been hitting on this Apple iOS privacy change for several months now. It's impacted our client's social media performance, and I've discussed how we've divested away from Facebook and Instagram and more into Google, Bing, and, and, and Amazon. Um, you know, and when I say we divested, 70% uh, of our clients' ad spend, even before all of this happened, was already on those channels, but we're further divesting, and um, we've just been following this and trying to warn people that this is having an impact on businesses. Well, now the stock prices are obviously falling because the advertising performance is suffering. So when Snapchat announced um, the impact that iOS 14 was having, the major FANG stocks, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google, um, all of those stocks suffered last week as well. So uh, this upcoming week, the week of October 25th, a lot of those FANG stocks report on earnings. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how their reven revenue was impacted. Um, 
the one that should be out of Google should really be the least impacted. And I want to talk about this um, because when somebody is on, so iOS 14 in, in the privacy changes, if you're not familiar, um, it just makes tracking a lot harder. So for a social media platform like Facebook, you target based off of interest. So um, if somebody's interested in hockey or if somebody's interested in skateboarding, well, how does Facebook know this? A lot of it is just like cookie tracking. So uh, based off of the ads that you click on and the websites that you go to, well, when that privacy is turned off, which all of these users are opting for, they're, you know, not, they're saying, hey, don't, on, on their iPhone, they're saying, don't track me, Facebook. It makes it more difficult for Facebook to uh, track and, and report on data. Well, for Google, Google pretty much like owns their platform. I, I, and let me, you know, so if somebody is doing a Google search, sorry, it's a little tough to explain, but if somebody's doing a Google search for, Columbus SEO company or Columbus dermatologist or something along those lines, the advertisement is triggered based off of a keyword. And um, obviously Google gets paid if somebody clicks on that ad. So because it's keyword driven, it's not really impacted on Apple's tracking data. Uh, so it's just very controlled by Google. The intent's very strong because it's uh, you know derived from, from keyword searches. So really, I think that Google stock will be least impacted. And, um, but yeah, Facebook's obviously suffering and um, so did Snapchat this past week. Uh, Interbrand, they revealed the, and this is marketing item number five, Interbrand revealed the 100 most valuable brands. Uh, and so I always love when this list comes out. And so I'll read some of them off to you. Um, so 100 brands, Apple was number one, Amazon number two, Microsoft number three, Google number four, Samsung number five, Coca-Cola number six, Toyota number seven, Mercedes eight, McDonald's nine, Disney 10. Uh, so there's a hundred of these, so I'm not gonna rattle each and every one of these off, um, but it does, uh, yeah, I mean, I recommend, um, you know, if you follow the media captain on Twitter, these are the type of things that I constantly will be uh, tweeting about. So give me one second here, my screen just froze. All right, so moving on to, uh, Marketing item number six. So there are rumors that Facebook is planning to rebrand the company with a new name. I saw this come out and I was just, my, my mind was blown. I could not believe that they were actually considering doing this. Uh, and so I ran a poll on the media captain's Instagram. And by the way, I do Instagram stories all the time. And I, I think if I had to grade the media captain on any social media channel, like how I uh, execute upon um, Instagram stories, I would rate as, as the top one. So follow the media captain's Instagram if you don't. But 63% of people disagreed with the rebrand and recommended that case Facebook keep their name as is. I know Facebook's received a lot of negative PR, but I don't think that a rebrand is, is needed or a good idea. Um, I mean, Facebook just has it everybody knows the name it's one of the most recognizable brands and again i know that there's been negative pr about the uh about the election and about the quality of content and a, a lot of other things but i still don't think that um 
a rebrand is necessary. That's just my opinion. 63% of people that uh, partook in, in the Instagram poll, which is, was around 100 people, uh, agreed with that sentiment. Um, but you know, there are others that might think so neg negatively of, of Facebook that they feel like a, a rebrand is needed. Marketing item number seven. Uh, I love looking at websites from the past to see how far the digital world has progressed. There's a site that I recommend. It's called Wayback Time Machine. Um, I mean, I could just be kind of uh, nerding out and going on this website all the time. But Wayback Time Machine allows for you to enter a website in view like past years of how the site looked. Um, so I was looking at the NHL. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a sports fan. You know that I'm a hockey fan. I was looking at the NHL's website from 1998, and I was just blown away with the way that it looked. It was literally awful. And I started to think, I'm like, man, it's crazy that in 2021, somebody that has no development skills, no development shops can build a much better site on Squarespace or Wix um, than what the NHL once created in the past. Uh, obviously, time has uh, progressed, but it's still um, pretty amazing that we're at a point where People can whip up a site pretty easy on, on a DIY platform like a Squarespace or a Wix. Um, but if you're listening to this podcast, check out Wayback Time Machine if you want to look at your website from five years ago, 10 years ago to see how much uh, your site has improved. If you want to look at competitors, if you want to just look at large brands like Nike or Adidas, you know, to see what their sites looked like a while ago. Um, it's pretty amazing. All right, marketing item number eight. So I am a firm believer in strong PR for your brand, public relations, of course. Uh, getting mentioned in the right media publications can increase your brand's credibility and visibility. So for our e-commerce beauty brands, Durham Warehouse and Park Perfection, we recently got mentioned, we had some big PR wins. We got mentioned on the Tisha's website for Durham Warehouse, and we got mentioned on Birdie Beauty, which is a huge beauty site um, for Park Perfection. So... Uh, there are many benefits to PR, but another one that a lot of people don't talk about is how much PR can improve your SEO. So I'm gonna expand on this. Uh, when you get a solid PR mention, and when I say mention, it's like, so the Today Show, they actually quoted my dad, who's a dermatologist, and uh, you know the I guess you can say he's the voice behind the brand because he's, he's the one that's mentioned in all of this. So when they quoted him, they linked back to DermWarehouse.com. Uh, that is an authoritative backlink pointing to the Derm Warehouse website. So the Today Show has a high, it's called a domain authority, and it grades a, a website on a scale of one to 100. So the higher, you know, the higher the domain authority, the more powerful a site is. And if that links back to your website, that is an indicator to Google that um, your site is trustworthy because other authoritative sites are linking back to it. So when you get a solid PR win, you get that authoritative backlink pointing to your site, which in turn helps your SEO. So not only are you getting the visibility of getting in front of the right audience in a very credible publication, it's also improving your SEO. This is something that we've done for both the Media Captain and Durham Warehouse. I will say it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of effort, um, and it might just be four to five PR wins that you have over the course of a year. But if those are very authoritative sites, it could be a game changer for your business. Uh, so the Media Captain does offer PR services. I just want to let you know of that. Um, so if you are looking to get uh, you know, more mentions and publications for your industry, uh, reach out to the Media Captain. 
All right, this past week has been a busy one um, for, you know, for me and the media captain. So in my email blast, I always share my tweets over the past week. So I'm just going to go through this in uh, audio form. So it was the one year anniversary since Stephanie and I purchased warehouse space for uh, Durham Warehouse. So if you go back into our podcast archives, we recorded a whole podcast on you know purchasing a warehouse space and the decision behind it. Um, but yeah, it's the one year anniversary, which is just absolutely crazy. Uh, so our lease was expiring in our warehouse that, well, when I say lease expiring, we were renting out a small space from my dad uh, his dermatology practice, and we were shipping all the product from there. We outgrew the space, you know, product was literally overflowing, so we knew that we needed warehouse space. Well, um, we wanted to, rather than rent, we really wanted to purchase warehouse space just because we felt like it would be a good investment. Um, you know, Columbus, Ohio is uh, very centrally located. It's within 500 miles of half of the U.S. population, which is just a crazy stat for you. Um, so it's a big e-commerce hub here. Um, and we just knew that it was something that um, would be good for Durham Warehouse. And even if for some reason anything happened to Durham Warehouse, like let's say if we ever sold Durham Warehouse, you know, we felt like we'd easily be able to, to rent that out. So a year ago we purchased um, a warehouse space. We renovated it. We put new flooring in, not in the actual warehouse, but in like the front entry. So um, yeah, we did uh, a lot of work over like two to three months to get everything moved over. But yeah, it was the one year anniversary of when we moved into that space. So I just, um, you know, posted that on Twitter. There's a picture of Steph and I in the warehouse when it was empty. Now it's just complete opposite. It's stocked. So especially here around holiday time. So yeah, that was something that happened. Um, Steph and I also spoke to Ohio State's Fisher School of Business on, on entrepreneurship and digital marketing. Uh, so we spoke to two classes this past week. Um, in one thing that is always, you know, that I always tell students when I'm speaking to them is, uh, you know, to get deeper in the weeds. And what I mean by that is when I am interviewing somebody for like an entry level marketing job, uh, a lot of people say I am a social media expert. Um, well, they're really not. <laughs> they're, they're, they're definitely not. They, uh, people have a misconception. They think if they have a lot of followers on their Instagram, um, or they had a, a video that went viral on TikTok, uh, and they got a lot of engagement on their posts amongst their friends that they know social media really well. Um, and when I start asking prospective employees, when, I, when I'm interviewing people for an entry-level position, when I ask them about Facebook Ads Manager, and I ask them about a pixel, and I ask them about Google Analytics, it's almost like deer on a headlights. They have, um, you know, they have no clue on those things. So that's what I was, uh, I, I always tell these students, I'm like, get deeper into the weeds. If you have an uncle that owns a law firm or a dental practice, you know, or if you have a family friend that owns a business, just offer to help them for a couple of weeks so you can actually get your hands dirty and see what it's like to run advertisements with actual money behind it. Um, but yeah, it's always good speaking to them. And also like, it's interesting because um, for college students, a lot of them are naturally on social media, so they gravitate towards social. But I always tell them, I'm like, Google is such a beast, and so are search engines. So to, you know, focusing on SEO is also important. Um, and during the class, I asked a question of, raise your hand if you consider yourself familiar with Google Analytics. And I think out of maybe 80 people, 
there were five to 10 that said that they were familiar, which to me is just like should be the baseline for anybody that's in um, uh, business school or marketing because Google Analytics gives you all of the data behind um, a, a website. And there's so many business decisions that can be made based off of that. So uh, yeah, I mean, Stephanie, I always have a great time when we speak to, we, we do it on a yearly basis where we speak to this um, business class at Ohio State. So we did that last week and, and that, was, uh, that was fun. By the way, while we were on Ohio State's campus, we saw a Grubhub robot named Yandex delivering food to students. Um, again, you can view the tweet on my uh, Twitter at Jason underscore Parks One, but it was crazy. It was just like this little robot delivering food um, and it's all done through the app. I'd never seen that before, but it just shows you how things are progressing where you know these, brand, uh, the, these businesses have a hard time hiring these um, hourly type of uh, people for jobs. So, you know, Grubhub is rolling out robot delivery and that could eliminate a lot of those sort of jobs. And it's just going to be interesting to see the trend on that. But yeah, I took a picture of that and I was very excited uh, to see that because I had not seen that before. All right. So, uh, you know, I talk a lot in this podcast and this is marketing item number 10. I talk a lot in this podcast about marketing. Uh, just so you know, the media captain has, um, I mean, we do a ton of website development. Uh, so we have like two divisions of our agency. We have the digital marketing and then we have website development. So, um, you know, I'm not a developer, uh, but we have a great development team. So I gravitate more towards just like the marketing talking points. But we did recently launch a new website for a dental hygiene placement uh, service business. And I just want to read the testimonial of what the client had to say. Uh, our overall web design experience with the media captain's team has been an A plus experience. All deliverables and timeframes were met and the quality of MC media captain's work was excellent. Looking forward to doing more business with them in the future. Uh, that's always music to my ears in the past podcast episode. I was talking about how we lost a couple of accounts. So, I mean, for like a business owner, when I hear positive sentiment, obviously it's, um, really nice for, for me to hear. And, and I love that. Uh, and just so you know, like our website development division of our company, it took a long time to get the right people in place and get the right processes down. There were a lot of bumps in the road. So when I hear something like that, it's something that I'm very proud of as, as, as a business owner. All right, marketing item number 11. And this is the last uh, marketing item of this week. So text to speech, this is something that I just believe is going to explode. So I'm going to go into a little more detail on this. So um, text-to-speech plugins are something you should consider implementing on your website, especially if you have a blog or article rich in content. Um, so what is text-to-speech? It allows um, readers to listen to your written content, pretty self-explanatory, and it immediately creates new opportunities to engage with your audience. So this has been something that I've been wanting for like a long time because I love to bookmark articles. I don't necessarily have time to read them or I'm just like, okay, this is super long. I wish that I could just like when I'm on the treadmill or I'm on my drive to work that I could just listen to all of these articles. Well, it's becoming more prominent now with this text to speech capability. Uh, so I was, you know, an article on Forbes, I was talking about uh, the Macy's um, e-commerce potential split you know, right at the very top of the article, it made it very listen easy to listen to the entire article via audio. 
Um, and so I think that this is just going to explode. I think all of these blogs and websites are going to have the text-to-speech to make it super easy to just um, listen in audio format. I included a link um, within the email blast, and I'll put it in the description of uh, the podcast of the seven best text-to-speech uh, WordPress plugins. So if you have a WordPress website, you'll easily be able to, um, you know, get that implemented if you have article content. So again, I don't think text-to-speech, if you just have like a business informational website, I don't think it's going to provide a lot of value. But like for the media captain, I write a ton of blog content and this is um, just informative articles that people are going to find helpful and so like a text-to-speech in that instance it's somebody new coming to our site um, they are looking for something specifically they found us on Google you know and then that text-to-speech would be very beneficial obviously for Forbes that is a um, news website so people are wanting to read their articles and uh, text-to-speech would, would be good there another interesting uh, app that I downloaded was TuneIn Radio. So I told you I was excited about the Giants winning today, um, but I actually had about a panic attack at the end of the third quarter. So my dad, uh, like I'm able to get NFL Sunday ticket through my dad's account and we were both logged in at the same time so it kicked me out and obviously he got priority because he's the one that's paying for that um and you know i can't complain too much about that but um so i got logged out and then i was like well shit, what do i do i need to watch the fourth quarter here like the giants are finally winning so i was doing a bunch of google searches and i found this tune in radio that allowed me to um essentially listen to all live audio so i was able to get like the giants play by play um and listen in the fourth quarter so i went on the treadmill i listened to the fourth quarter i was very happy and um you know if i wanted to listen to a blue jackets game or if i was on my drive home and wanted to listen to cnbc it lets you tune in like the name alludes to so it had over seven hundred thousand downloads i had never heard of it before but again just another i i'm such a firm believer in audio uh, and this is another example of that. I know I deviated a little from text-to-speech, so my apologies on that. Um, but yeah, that is marketing item number 11. So we covered a lot of, of different items here, uh, and hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, sorry, just running running on fumes here. It's It's been a long day. But yeah, if you like what you heard, do me a favor and um, leave a review for the media captain. If you know anybody in, if you know anybody in the marketing industry or anybody, any business owners, please forward this on to them. Um, our podcast is growing, which is exciting. Our email list is growing. I'm trying to do this on a weekly basis. So anything you can do to help, to help spread the word a little bit further would be greatly appreciated. Uh, if you have any questions, um, I would say the best place is on Twitter or Instagram. If you just send me a DM, I will get back to you. I will read those, you know, I will read your question during the podcast, which I think would be great. Um, and yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, so have a good one, everyone.